0: Welcome to the morning skate. I am your host, Brownie, without Ked today with a special edition where I get to sit down with uh, the associate head coach for Northeastern women's hockey, longtime friend Nick Carpanino. How you doing, buddy? I'm great, Brownie. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited. I feel like I'm more excited for you today than you are. You uh, you seem very calm. I go. That's the demeanor you want behind the bench. This is opening night. We are talking about five hours away from puck drop.
1: Five hours away. I'm excited. Last time I didn't look as good on camera. This time I got the game day hair going. (laughs) I'm feeling feeling really good right now.
0: (laughs) You do look, you look sharp, buddy, as always. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about opening night. You guys open up with three at home. That's a nice little uh, gift from the schedule gods, I had assumed. That's a comfortable setting for you.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's always nice playing at home. And um, I think we have a, a pretty good buzz around our team right now. So hopefully we get a good crowd. And um it's actually a big weekend here we start today um we have a game tomorrow as well the men have their first game tomorrow uh and they're i think they're preseason number eight or something like that in the country and, and preseason number one in hockey so um it's it's good to be a, a northeastern hockey player right now. We're very excited well,
0: about this year. hockey in general. You got you guys, the men's team, and the Bruins play tomorrow afternoon as well. So it's a good buzz. Although we will, we have long said the most entertainment value pound for pound for your dollar is northeastern women's hockey in the city. You've said you it. You can't be. I'd there. be biased if I said it. But no, that's fair. That's fair. No, like, when I said we, I mean me, me, and you know all my uh, all the thoughts in my head. Yeah, it's, um, it's
1: a it's a great experience, and the atmosphere is always wild, like with with the students here. And um, you know, like I said, we're both of our teams are, are poised to put in pretty good seasons. So um, I know everybody around campus is excited.
0: Well, you buried the lead a little bit talking about preseason rankings. Uh, I assume you guys don't pay attention to that, but you were ranked th- third.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know
0: if you saw that.
1: Yeah, I saw it. Um, like it's obviously, it's it's awesome to be recognized for something like that, but I mean, the, the real rankings are the ones that come out after the season's over once all is said and done. So, um, you know, with a higher ranking, the target on your back is always bigger and bigger. Um, you know, I, I think for us, that's good because, um, you know, we know we're going to get everybody's best game. Every single every single game we play, everybody wants to beat, uh, you know, the, the teams that are higher up in the rankings. So, um, we need to be able to rise to the occasion every time, uh, every every time we step on the ice, and uh, I think that if we can play our best, if we can play consistently, regardless of who who's on the other bench, um, it's going to prepare us very well for, uh, you know, hopefully national tournament time uh, if we get there.
0: I do have a couple of schedule questions because I I took a kind of a peek ahead. What's the the smash mill? Uh smashville showcase say that five so, times fast that's uh that looks like a fun week though thanksgiving week down in nashville
1: yeah i'm excited about that uh so it's going to be us princeton and cornell uh we're going to be playing
0: uh, it's just like a, a three
1: game not quite a tournament because the the um the games are predetermined um, so we'll play i believe we play friday against cornell and then saturday against princeton um saturday um uh, saturday cornell will be off and then they'll play each other uh on sunday so um it's gonna be a lot of fun i've actually never been to nashville before um and, you know so I'm, I'm excited to check that out but the only unfortunate thing about it especially for the coaches is that it is a business trip so um like we went when we went out to ireland a few years ago is an unbelievable experience. But I felt like half the week, or half the week, we were out there. I was sitting in my hotel room doing video because we had games that counted, you know. So, right, right. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm excited about it. I know the the Predators are on board with it, and um, you know, there's there's some great support out there, and hopefully, they do. Uh, uh, you know, we we have the ability to put on a show for them.
0: I saw the Preds lined up some clinics for young girls too, to tie in with you, which is great to grow the to grow the sport on the women's side too.
1: Yeah, you see a lot of tournaments popping up in areas that don't have women's college hockey, just to, to kind of give younger players exposure to it. You know, well, that, and show that girls can
0: do it, right? You know, yeah. show the game.
1: Right. Exactly. So it's it's neat, and I mean we've we've been to Pittsburgh, um, you know, we've been to Washington D.C. Um, obviously, we went to to Belfast, Ireland. Um, you know, we were supposed to go to Switzerland last year, but um, COVID. Right covid picked back up so uh, you know that didn't end up working out but um we've done some pretty neat they've gone to before I got here they went to Yale uh call or I'm sorry Vail Colorado um you know so they they try to do different things in in areas where women's hockey isn't prevalent just to to grow the game but also to inspire some of the younger players
0: oh it's it's a great it seems like a great trip and off off mic I'll uh Ked lived there my co-host he lived there for a while so I'll give you some spots that Perfect. you can check out. <laughs> uh preseason pick to win hockey east. And I did one thing that stood out to me is the end of your season. You end with a pair against BU. Those could be huge, huge games. I, yeah. I'm already like looking forward to that because they have a solid squad as well. And that yeah. could come down to a preview of the Hockey East final.
1: Yeah, I mean they they've done some incredible things. Uh that that coaching staff over there. They've got some really quality players coming in um, especially their younger players are really good. Um, you know, we don't, we don't really pinpoint uh, you know, we don't really circle very many games, obviously with, with BU and with BC. Um, that's always a big rivalry because you're playing for, for the city of Boston.
0: And the bean pot, you know, it all right. ties in. Right. Right. Yeah. It,
1: all, it all ties in. So, um, but you know, every, every league game is, is important for those standings at the end of the year and, you know, it'd be it'd certainly be fun if those games at the end, um, you know, were were the determining factor in in standings and whatnot. But um, we just we want to take it one day at a time. I actually had right. no idea we played beat you at the end of the year, so oh, we chose Sorry, you we'll Put it out of your head. head. Forget we yeah.
0: forget I said anything. Let it be <laughs> a surprise. All right, let's get to the roster. So, you guys graduated basically an all star team. Yeah, fair to say.
1: Right? Yeah, we graduated some some very good players.
0: Very good players, all different types of roles. I mean, from the net to defense, offense, you got like a power play specialist. You got like one of the world's greatest shit stirrers that's gone. You know, you guys, you lost a, a, a lot of different components, but your recruiting crap, recruiting class, phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, some of these young players to keep an eye on, is there any, anyone in particular you want to touch about? Because I know who I'm going to ask about.
1: You go first. I'm curious who you're going to ask about before
0: I... Uh... I'm going to ask about um, uh, Taze Thompson. Taze Thompson. Yeah. First off, great hockey name. Yeah. Right off the bat. I don't know what it's short for. I don't care what it's short for. It's fantastic.
1: I don't think it's short for anything. I think that's... It's just that's her today. first name? Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I never actually asked her that. I'm pretty sure that's Taze Thompson. Oh, that's uh, great. Yeah. So she's, she's actually... She's got three years of eligibility left. Um, so we're, we're going to have her for... A, a while we're really excited about her um she came over from harvard uh she was uh, on the ivy league all rookie team um uh, i believe she was actually the ivy league rookie of the year ecac all rookie team i think so um unbelievable player great skater super skilled scores goals um the thing we really liked about her that made her very appealing if you if you go through and watch all of her goals last year um she scores in front of the net like she goes to the net hard um so with with a lot of the players we have, we've got some great shooters in our top six. Um, she might be the missing piece that allows us to really, really produce. Um she can obviously, you know, she makes great plays as well. Uh so for for tonight she's gonna be uh in the middle of Skylar Irving and Katie Knoll. We we shifted Katie Knoll to um to the left wing out of the middle, um, uh, just to kinda allow her to get up in the offense a little bit more, use her use her size, use her speed to to attack outside lanes and uh, so far in practice and even the pride we played an exhibition against the Boston Pride uh, you know I, that line produced the most out of anybody, uh, which is which is impressive given the first line that we have on our team.
0: Well that leads me right into it's not their' new players, but they're they're returning players in m- not more prominent roles, but I would say more focus is on them now. With yep. who you graduated, so talk about your top line there. I mean, just all world, right? I mean, literally, yeah. Yeah. literally all world.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, we've got um, so we have more Maureen Murphy back. Um, she led the NCAA in goals last year. Um, you know, elite shot, elite hockey IQ, um, great hands. Her one of the one of the things about her that I think is most impressive that a lot of people don't really pick up on is she's just so deceptive. Uh, in her movement, so she's the, she's got the ability to, to manipulate defensive players like I've very rarely
0: seen. She has know. a little shoulder drop that she does. Yeah. Uh, I was fortunate enough to observe a practice recently, and I saw her do it in practice against people that skate against her all the time, and yeah. people were still biting on it. She does a little shoulder drop to the outside and then cuts in, and it it's just a very subtle, very nice move.
1: Yeah yeah she's uh and that's the thing about her too right with with deception with anything like you want the defenseman to to you know move a certain way with, based on your movements and based on you know shifting of your weight based on they're based on um you know even your eyes and all sorts of nonverbal cues um but if they don't bite she's got a really quality ability to continue through with what what her original game plan was so she she can really do a good job of adapting to a situation based on uh, based on what the defensive players do um, so she's she's definitely the shooter on that line uh, you know obviously Alina Mueller she's in her fifth year uh, three-time Olympian which is which is incredible her first Olympics she was at age she was age 14 um, record
0: that's a record holder yeah
1: it is I didn't even know that yeah for
0: I think it's the youngest player men or women to ever play in the Olympics pretty good yeah oh yeah Yeah. no surprise and the stick skates on the team too with the 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 flag on them
1: 14 years old i was probably figuring out what markers i wanted for (laughs) for school (laughs) you're
0: drinking the pickle juice to avoid cramping at lacrosse
1: (laughs) exactly (laughs) um but uh yeah i mean all world players she's got speed she's got grit she's got hands um you know she she has an unbelievable ability to create space for herself but she also um, can attack it um, you know and she's she's a distributor she's she's probably the heart and soul of our team um, everybody feeds off her uh, and she's our leader so uh, and then chloe Arard again super gritty plays really tough unbelievable hands um, great playmaker great shot great speed um, so that those three are a pretty deadly combo.
0: Well, we talked after the practice I was at, and I feel like Orore, her skating's actually improved from what I saw last year to what I saw at practice. And maybe it's just in the context of practice, it just stood out more. But yeah. it's just so smooth. Her edge work's unbelievable. And uh, Euler, two-time Olympian and scores a goal in, in a drill in practice and – cheers and the smile that lights up her face that you can see just just the the joy of the game with her Mm -hmm. is and low-key do you realize she's only six points away from 200 career it's pretty good i'm not surprised but i'd say that's pretty good yeah
1: yeah. no and and the craziest part about it is you know she's had two shortened seasons right Uh, actually kind of three um so her freshman year was her freshman year was probably her last full season wow yeah because um, I mean, she had she had one injury at World Championships. Then she went to the Olympics. That uh, then she went to the Olympics that same year uh, with the COVID year. Um, maybe it was two full seasons so far, but definitely two two out of four were significantly shortened. So it's pretty impressive what she's been able to do.
0: The other player I wanted to ask as a transfer was um, I'm going to butcher her name, Maude, Pouline Labelle.
1: Mode Poulin Label.
0: Oh, no, that was close. close. Yeah, close. close. Uh just that uh, now I, I don't want to put this on her, but the look is to fill the role from Fontaine from yeah. the back end. Yeah. And I mean it 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 looks from her statistics, the way she plays, it looks like a no-brainer to yeah. just slot right in.
1: Yeah. So she was actually co defenseman of the year with Skylar last year. Yeah. Um you know, I, I, don't think you're replacing Skylar Fontaine by any means, uh, but she's somebody that we're very excited about. And, and we think that she's going to be able to, uh, you know, hopefully make up for, for a good deal of the amount of production that, that, uh, we lost when we graduated Skylar, um, super smooth defenseman, very offensive, um, you know, which, which we needed. And, um, you know, I think she's going to take pressure off some of the younger kids that we have coming in. Some of our freshmen. Um, we're very excited about our freshman defensemen, and uh, in, in, um, you know, Christina Allard and Jules Constantinople. Um, so she's going to be able to help bring them along. They're going to be able to use her as a resource. Uh, you know, along with obviously Megan Carter, Abby Moreau, Lily Yovtich, and and uh, you know the other defensemen that that have taken that extra step up once we graduated, uh, Skylar and Brooke.
0: Yep. Um, speaking of replacements, you have a new goalie. Yeah. All galaxy goalie, Aaron Frankel has moved on. Yeah. Gwyneth Phillips taking over the net, the likely candidate. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So Gwen Gwen will be our starter this year for sure. and, And that was always the plan for the past, uh, the past few years um and to be totally honest with you and I think I've told you this offline before but we we anticipated that Gwyneth was going to be our starter for her whole career um that's that's how she was recruited and uh, so we she might have been actually committed before Frankel was but we brought Frankel in to be a backup so that was a pretty good uh surprise for us All right and it's it's not to say that she wasn't uh you know, an excellent player when she was, when she was in high school, she was at Shattuck St. Mary's, but, uh, we, every time we went to go watch Aaron play, like she was getting 10 shots of games. So we were we, we never really got the full scope of, of how good she was. So, uh, I don't, I don't want to call it a flyer by any means, because we knew she was good, but we didn't really know how good she was going to be. So, um, uh, you know, long story short, Gwyneth, she, she was supposed to be the one, um, uh, you know and, and every time she came in we we used her quite a bit more last year to get her ready for this year and um i i might have to double check this but i believe that she's got 16 wins and 8 shutouts and her goals against is like 0.61 or 0.81 something like that you might 0.70. know better. 0.70 so right in the middle yeah. um, so and it, you know she played in some pretty big games too so it's yeah. not like uh uh, you know, we we were putting her in in, in situations that she wouldn't be tested. So, um, unbelievable kid! I'm so excited for her. She's been patient. It's it's her turn. And
0: um, talk about so, a great teammate. Yeah. Oh yeah. You
1: know. Yeah. And with that, like people, because she's such a great teammate, because she's been so patient, because she's been so supportive.
0: Um, you know, our team is going to
1: play very hard in front of her, uh, which I think will will really
0: benefit us. So I've had this long held theory um with goalies uh you know me my when we when we were together on a team my my coaching philosophy is to leave the goalies alone for the most part yeah, <laughs> you know you need I mean. me i'm here but i'll leave you alone uh <laughs> but i always feel like w- when a backup comes in the team focuses like a little extra effort and there's like and i'm not saying that they view Phillips as a backup uh but with frankel back there last year i felt like if you're a forward on the back check, and you're you're the person you're covering gets ahead of you like, oh, Frankel's got it. Yeah. And I feel like with any – and I'm not just using your team as, as an example, but I feel like with every team, the Bruins was always – when Halak was here, was always like, why does the team play so much harder for Halak than they do for Tuca? They must not like Tuca was you know some of the talk radio nonsense. No, they just knew Tuca had it, and there's that little – like uh, hold yourself a little more accountable when the second-string goalie's in there. And yeah. if that translates over for you guys, I mean, that's I mean that's perfect for you. You don't have to tell them to do it if that just happens organically.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it, I I don't think your theory's too far off. Um, you know, I, I think with
0: we call that a win on the morning skate.
1: Yeah, no, you can <laughs> you can mark this one down as a win. I think um, you know it's it's interesting because sometimes if you have an all world goaltender behind you, um, you can get a little bit complacent, or you can you know potentially feel feel more confident in taking some risks. And, um, you know, one, one story that I have that, uh, it's actually, it, it's probably my favorite, uh, the favorite moment from my coaching career. Um, I forget the exact year I want to say it was 2018 senior night, uh, or maybe 2019 senior night. Uh, we had this goaltender Brianna Storms from, from mm-hmm. Moorhead, Minnesota. Um, she was our third string goalie for four years, unbelievable teammate just such a great great person she's someone that i still talk to all the time um they called her the team mom like she was always there for everybody um she knew her role and, and she did it to the best of her ability so in that same class was our starter at the time Brittany Bogalski. and um she actually she was the starter and then frankel came in and and started getting really hot so Brittany actually ended up um she ended up losing her starting job to Aaron um, this first half of that year so Uh, actually after the first half of that year so anyway so we we get to senior night Brittany Bogalski, who was our starter for three years as a senior and and Brianna Storms who's our uh, third string goalie was uh, a senior as well we we wanted to reward uh, Brie so we started her and we're playing Merrimack I think it is and uh, first period goes by, she gets a few shots and, um, you know, she has a, a shot out after one. And, you know, in, our, in the back of our minds, we were like, oh, you know, right. It's not, like this is great, but like, we've got Brit. So, um, so Brit actually ends up coming in. I think it was after the first intermission. This is our captain too. Um, she goes, Hey, you guys, have you guys thought about like what you're going to do if Brit or if, if Bree, like keeps pitching a shutout and, we were like, I mean, we were thinking about it, but what do you think? And, um, you know, this was, I think this was Bree's first career start. Um, so Britt was like, if she if she keeps going with the shutout, leave her in, yeah. which I think, I think is incredible. Um, and she ends up pitching a shutout in her first career start on her senior night.
0: That's fantastic. I mean, it was
1: just our team was like diving all over the ice, yeah. blocking shots. They were playing so well defensively. Yeah, I don't remember the final score. I want to say it was like 3-0 or something like that. But it was just – it was such an unbelievable moment. And, you know, as, as sick as it makes me say, uh, it does support your argument quite a bit. So,
0: <laughs> I will say the one thing I have noticed in, in in observing your program is how much they support each other, mm-hmm. how much they are – as happy as someone is to score a goal, I feel like they're happier – celebrating with the other person who scores if that makes sense you know and it it, I mean the last few years I saw it in practice how happy they all are to be together it's a very you can from afar you can tell it's a very close-knit team supportive team and that goes to what you're saying it's the culture that you guys put in place you know
1: yeah I think so it's it's the culture and I I just think it's the leadership and Mm -hmm. um, it's been a a steady build ever since Kendall Coyne was here Um, you know that that culture and I feel like we're in a a great spot. So, um, it makes it fun to, to come to the rink every day, which, uh, you know, as coaches, that's great, but as players I mean the whole objective in, in hockey realistically is to have fun. So
0: yeah, it's good. Everybody. Sometimes you lose sight of that. Um, yeah. I was going to ask you about Noel, you, you covered her. We're going to be interviewing her, which we'll attach onto the end of this or ahead of this. We don't know which way it'll go, but yeah, awesome. I'm looking forward to talking with her and telling her how, when I was at the game, a playoff game last year with mine and my friends, kids, all of us, we ended up sitting in the parent section. Yeah. And because uh, it's a great, great spot to sit. We yeah. didn't realize it was the parents until I realized it was Katie Knoll's parents that were like diagonally right in front of us with all the kids screaming. And I was like, oh, we need to move. No, they <laughs> they probably
1: loved it. They're move No,
0: they people. did. They were All the parents were super supportive. It just yeah. like just felt like a donkey having all these kids. <laughs> Their main goal was to get on the Jumbotron during the game for some of them. <laughs> uh, I did want to ask you, I feel like there's a little bit of a, uh, she's no longer under the radar, the uh, Pride of Kingston, Skylar Irving. Mm-hmm. I feel like she kind of had a coming out party last year in the run and I assume she'd be she's gonna be on the whiteboard for other teams this year going forward
1: yeah I mean i if I was on other teams I'd probably pop her on the whiteboard to be honest with you like she the strides that she made towards the end of last year and and you know where she's at, at the beginning of this year she thinks some something clicked for her at the end of last year but she worked very very hard this summer and and it shows like her her speed is yeah. much improved not to say that it wasn't great before um she as as most freshmen do she had trouble with um you know kind of slowing down the game a little bit like she last year whenever the puck on her stick she had to make a play she had to make a play um but her her patience has improved significantly she sees the plays develop a lot uh a lot better and um you know now that she's got a year of experience under her belt uh, you know we've seen it in practice and we saw it in in our exhibition game she's she's taking her time making plays um you know a big thing we talk about with her is we want her to be quick but we don't want her to hurry you right. know so so she's taking that to heart and um she's shooting the puck she shot the puck quite a bit last year she's shooting the puck a little bit more and
0: uh her Tays
1: and and Katie have some pretty serious chemistry that we're really excited to see how it works out
0: that should be good that should be a nice line The top six, deadly. I I did also want to ask. We talked, touched about in the back end a little bit. I felt when you you just triggered it when you were talking about Irving. I feel like you saw a little bit of growth with Yo. uh, I'm going to mess her name up. Yo, Jovetic. Jovetic, yeah, Lily. Yeah, uh, Mariano. 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 I. They seem to. Their game seemed to elevate as the run happened last year as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and you know I think. With with Lily, um, uh, you know, her freshman year was the COVID year, right? Yep. So so it's really tough to kind of get yourself going when I mean when we never really had a normal year with her. Um, between testing, between you know, shortness of games, um, all sorts of different restrictions that we had to go through. Um, but with her, like she's she's tough like she's just really really tough she competes so hard um you know she's she's definitely got offensive upside i'm i'm really excited to see what she does offensively this year because last year she was always really really close to uh, to breaking through um you know on that goal front she hasn't scored her her first career goal yet but i i know what's coming soon um she's a lot more confident with the puck she's got she understands our systems especially defensively Uh, But more than anything, she's just so tough and and she makes it miserable for people to play against her. Um, Very active stick. Yeah, very active stick. Good, good and bad. She's not afraid to use it, which (laughs) I like, Uh, you know, so and and then with Mariano again last year, like she we knew she was super talented, but she took a little bit of time. uh, Last year was her freshman year, so we we knew there's going to be a transition, as there always is with freshmen um so she was kind of in and out of the lineup the first semester and then you know again all of a sudden something just clicked for her and um you know we always we always tell our players when you get in you can't give us a, a reason to to bring you back out again um and that's exactly what she did and she ended up playing a pretty significant role for us down the stretch and this year she's in our top four uh playing with game by
0: game they were they were improving you could see it in the run both of them
1: yeah absolutely yeah and
0: yeah Jovatic, uh, from that notorious hotbed of hockey of Los Angeles, right? Isn't that where she's from? She is from, so she's from Beverly Hills, but
1: I believe, so she lives in Beverly Hills, but, um, and I have to, I'm 95% sure that she actually was born in Ottawa. Oh, okay. So, So she's a dual citizen, um. But hopefully it is Ottawa because I don't want to I don't want to mix up regions. On her. So um, yeah, so it it depends on depends on where she's at. She's from Beverly Hills or Ottawa, depending on how she's feeling.
0: Well, listen, I I, I know today's game day. I have uh, I we have never done this, and I wanted to do this. I do this with a lot of the interviews. I got a lightning round for you. All right, you ready? I'm ready? Yep. This is for you, not about the team. Me specifically. You specifically, buddy. All right. All right. Because I know you grew up playing. Are you a uh, laces and tongues in or out guy on the skates?
1: Uh, Tongues in. Okay. Feel out.
0: Okay. Favorite cartoon character?
1: Oh, favorite cartoon character. Oh, God. I haven't watched a cartoon in a long time.
0: You have two children.
1: Oh, it's right. Bluey.
0: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Bluey. (laughs) Uh, Besides Matthews, Favorite and least favorite rinks?
1: Favorite rink besides Matthews. Uh, so it's going to be the Domes in Elmira College. Okay. Very, very unique rink. Um, I loved I loved coaching there. It was so much fun. Uh, least favorite rink, Hockey Town, USA, Saugus, Massachusetts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll second that nomination. Yeah. Uh, your go-to pizza topping.
1: Go-to pizza topping? Um. Uh, you know what i love uh i love jalapeno peppers
0: really all right yeah, That's sure. first time i got that answer yeah uh you black tape or white tape guy
1: black tape you gotta hide that puck on your blade i don't score any goals anymore but whatever
0: <laughs> you go uh heel to toe or toe to heel tape uh,
1: heel to toe
0: heel to toe okay yeah. uh guilty well this is a bad question for you because of all your scouting and everything guilty pleasure tv show or most recent binge
1: you can't use
0: you can't use game film as an answer. Shorzy, sure. oh, perfect! Yeah. Actually, there we were just talking last night. We did the podcast. They're, they're doing a Shorzy night up at uh, Sudbury. Yeah, that's yeah, great. I
1: saw that. I'm very curious to see how they pull it off because I was thinking about it for here, but I I don't know if it's remotely impossible to pull off um, in an appropriate manner without making it not Shorzy night. Yeah, fair. But very funny show.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you remember your first stick and what was it?
1: Uh, first stick was a, from Zwickers. It was a straight blade white stick. Don't even think it had a brand name.
0: I just was, I just got a new pair of pants at Zwickers the other day. Yeah. Shout out to Zwickers. Uh, pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. All right. Uh, favorite player growing up that you always watched and were like, oh, that's the guy.
1: John Music. Really? Yeah. All right. Because me and my – so I used to go over to my grandmother's house Friday nights to watch uh, watch the Bruins on uh, TV 38 and listen to, yep. to Freddie Cusick. And um, I was number nine growing up, and she was uh, – he was my grandmother's favorite player. Um, oh, so I was sense. told that he was my favorite player. and Perfect. It stood up.
0: Perfect, perfect. Uh, I think I know the answer to this one. Off-season, golf or fishing? Golf. Yep.
1: Yeah. When uh a good time. The kids kind of screwed that up for me. I won't lie to you. <laughs> well,
0: you can take them fishing, buddy. Um, the alarm tone on your phone. Radar. Okay. All right. Fair enough. That's what it's called. Yeah, I, I think so.
1: Yeah. Or or four month old,
0: whichever one comes first. <laughs> yeah, whichever one's first, right? Yeah. Uh, most famous person in your phone.
1: Uh. I guess John Bucci, Ross.
0: Oh, nice one. Nice yeah. one. Yeah, That's he's a
1: good one. Um, he's a great guy. He actually came out to our golf tournament this year. Um, so the the things that he's done for women's hockey has been incredible. So we're we're really uh, we're glad to have him in air court.
0: He's been on the podcast before. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. He's yep. I didn't interview him, but he's been on the pod. Yep. Yeah. Good, good guy. Love the chicken parm ratings too.
1: Oh my god, it's <laughs> unbelievable! It's unbelievable. He actually did. So the the reason I know him more than anything is because he did something with Skylar Fontaine uh last year okay so uh for for Bucci's overtime challenge
0: perfect yeah perfect good guy yeah he's great he really does do a great job for hockey Mm -hmm. well that's that's all I had for you but I know it's game day for those that are listening to this this is Friday afternoon ahead of uh Long Island University you got a pair this weekend tonight and tomorrow afternoon tonight's banner night yes
1: tonight's banner night come get your replica banner
0: perfect Perfect. I'll save a
1: couple. I'll save a couple for you.
0: I appreciate that. I'm hoping to get in there tonight. It all depends on how my daughter comes home from school. So Perfect. <laughs> Well, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, for this special edition of The Morning Skate, your host, Brownie, joined by Coach Nick Carpinito. As always, like we get to say at the house with my daughter, go Huskies. Go Huskies. All right. Thanks for doing this, Carp, and we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, I am uh solo today, no kid just Brownie. I am uh pleased to welcome though a special guest for this uh northeastern edition of the Morning Skate. Uh the premier power forward playing in women's hockey today, Katie Noel, welcome to the podcast. How are you?
2: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, I uh big fan of yours, big fan of your game. Your line is my favorite line on the team this year by far. Uh, <laughs> But before we get there I'll go back a little bit and uh you know see how you got to this spot. So you grew up Amherst, right? Amherst New York outside of Buffalo? Yep. Yep. You Sabres Sabres fan?
2: I am. Yeah. Some oh, tough seasons we've had to go through but they're they're looking up they're You're on the
0: come up now. for sure. For sure. Uh Bills Mafia too?
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> Side of, yeah. <laughs> for now, sure. Out for everyone in Boston to see.
0: So. That's what the Sabres could do. They could do the same thing, you know?
2: I hope so. Yeah. They have a lot of good young talent coming up. So that would be really exciting
0: to watch. Good young talent on the other end of the locker room. You got uh, your goalie of the future playing on the same sheet as you.
2: Yeah. It's. Yeah. That's crazy. And I was, it was so weird to find like that he was going to Buffalo and everything. And, um, I actually haven't gotten a chance to really talk with him about it, but I know he's only really been to one camp, I think so, but that's awesome. And he's having a great year and maybe next year he'll, he'll end up in Buffalo. So.
0: Yeah. I went to one of your practices this year. Carp let me uh, sneak in the back door there, coach Carp. And, uh, after I was meeting him up in the coach's offices and I was looking out the glass and Levi comes out with like a, a coach to warm ups, and I'm like, do i go down there and be like hey bud you want to come on the podcast and i'm like that's the best way to get kicked out of northeastern <laughs> you know close practice my first one so i did not um so all right so this is your senior year you are a hockey east you've never known anything but hockey east champion as your time at northeastern
2: yeah i've been very fortunate enough to be a part of some great teams here at northeastern and hoping to only kind of keep it going and yeah i've been very fortunate
0: I mean, you guys, it's the the whole, like I said, when I was at practice, the whole culture, the way you guys support each other, it's just, you know, you can tell for a team sport, there's a lot of smiles on the practice sheet, which is not something you normally see.
2: Yeah. And it's, it's a bit of a unique dynamic that we have for sure. But even with, with such a huge roster, I still find that everyone still kind of, we still have that family atmosphere. Definitely, and everyone loves to see each other succeed and it's it's so awesome just hearing everybody cheer each other on and practicing in games and stuff it's awesome
0: yeah it, it's like i I say on the podcast time and time again it's the best uh hockey entertainment value pound for pound dollar wise is your games by far
2: <clears throat> I think so, yeah, and I think that the games have really kind of i guess gotten better, and the speed of the game is is unmatched it's better than it ever has been before, so
0: it's team hockey you guys play a really great style everybody supports you don't have to worry about someone covering your back the defense can pinch they know they got someone you got a consistent four check you got a consistent breakout it's just it's really good it's like textbook hockey it's for any young hockey person boy or girl it's great to go watch it's great learning
2: yeah i think we're definitely still coming into like all of our systems and stuff but even so even this early in the season it's it's great to kind of to get a couple games under our belt and to kind of get used to all those systems and really start having it all come together.
0: I keep jumping ahead, but I want to make sure we talk about uh, growing up outside of Buffalo and the uh, Nichols School. Yeah, so you got some uh, some pretty good uh, pedigrees there. You got uh, H- Haley Skimura, Christian Leitner, and your teammate uh, Mariano all went there as well.
2: Yeah, um, it was a. I still is a great school in terms of college preparatory purposes and everything, and. And back when I went, it was such a hockey powerhouse. Um, my sister, who's actually six years older than me, she she went there as well to play hockey. And um, Nichols, especially in Buffalo, it was just the it was a place to go if you kind of wanted to to prep for college and also play hockey type of thing. So, especially on the girls' side. Um, so yeah, it was a great experience, and I got to play. I think it was two years with Tori, who's now on the team. So, so that was awesome. And then I'm still good friends with Scams. Um, I talk with her quite frequently. I trained with her a couple summers back and everything. So, and a Northeastern alum. So that's awesome yeah. to
0: still be in touch with her. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. Uh, And I, and uh, when you, so going back even further, how'd you get started playing? Was it your sister that got you going?
2: Uh, Yeah, my brother and my sister. I actually, oh. I started playing when I was two years old. Oh, wow. I, yeah. My parents would actually like prop my stroller up in the stands because my favorite part of the game was watching the zamboni
3: So i would would
2: always cry if i couldn't see the zamboni and then um i would always put on like my siblings like equipment and walk around the house and then when when i finally started like walking up the stairs and skates my parents were like okay we need to just put her on the ice and like keep (laughs) her busy um so yeah i've been playing since i was two two and a half and i never looked back
0: did you have a player growing up that you kind of patterned your game after like a pro player or a college player someone that you looked besides your sister or your brother yeah
2: um I would say when I was super young not really I was kind of just a fan of the game I went into um pre-k like a year late so like Mm -hmm. I had that weird gap year where like everyone else my age was in school and I would spend my mornings at home I wasn't in school yet and I would watch um the show NHL on the fly actually yeah yeah and it's the same episode, like from 7am to 8am, and then i play it like four more times until noon, and I would sit there, and I would watch like five of the same episodes in a row until noon, so like anything I missed the first episode, I, I picked up the second, and by, by 12 o'clock, it's like my parents would come quiz me, and I knew everything <laughs> going on in the NHL, and um, so I just loved the game, and I, I didn't really have a certain player when I was when I was young, and as I started kind of growing up and watching teams a bit more i guess intensely um i really liked to watch i don't really like the penguins but sydney crosby's game is kind of just unmatched and
3: yeah, um yeah.
2: nowadays I'm a, I'm a big nate mckinnon fan and uh kale mccarr and all of that so they're fun to watch
0: nice nice uh i know you you on your bio at least it, golf and tennis right big big pastimes of yours
2: yeah not huge uh, i i really do like tennis still golf i'm I'm not great at i wish i was better i'm not gonna lie i feel
0: like that's uh, everybody who says that about golf <laughs>
2: yeah yeah seriously um so definitely could still work on my golf game tennis i haven't played in a couple of years but it's always a good way to kind of it's a good hobby to have in the summer if i can find people to play with a lot of times i can't find people to play with it's so. one of
0: those games though when you get older you're not gonna you know you're not gonna find as many opportunities to play hockey as you will tennis or pickleball or something
2: yeah exactly and it definitely I played my first couple of years of high school and because at Nichols you actually need to play they want you to play like a sport every season yep so that was how I got into to tennis and golf and um I loved it it kept me in great shape by the time hockey season yeah. came around I was like wow it's the best shape I've <laughs> ever been in so love tennis golf golf my golf game could use more work but
0: what's uh what's the competitive racing
2: So um, my grandfather and my dad used to race uh, asphalt modifieds um, locally, kind of also up in Canada. Uh, There used to be a, I forget the name of the tour that they used to run, but um, they used to travel all over and race against each other, race different classes, different cars and everything. So my dad got all me and and my siblings into go-kart racing, which was on dirt and absolute blast. Um, some of my best childhood memories and then got into some bigger some bigger dirt cars and everything and um, they were those were called micro spins they're kind of like dirt cars with a big wing on top yep so raced those for a little bit and never really raced anything else Um, I I raced a sportsman modified on asphalt one time and I I realized that maybe dirt was more my thing (laughs) asphalt wasn't really I don't really like asphalt as much you can't turn right um (laughs) the dirt cars you can drift a little bit which is fun for me so um yeah I raced crap probably from the time I was five until 15 or 16 I stopped around middle of high school kind of just because hockey kind of not took over my life but in a way took over my life where it it was a full year thing and I was always training and I was always looking to go to um to USA camps and it was kind of like the thing where like if I got hurt in a race car in USA called for a camp or something and it was like oh I'm injured because I was racing a car right. and I, I never wanted to miss an opportunity like that because I was racing so it's something I would definitely love to get back into once I'm done playing and everything but I still go to the track and I help my dad uh, he still races so I'm a part of his crew and I like to help and yeah so it's, it's good to see him finally getting back into it because when we were all racing he took a break from it he wasn't doing it as much so now he's, he's getting full swing back into it. And it's great to be able to help him and, and watch him succeed.
0: Do you ever go to that F1 um, locally here? Have you ever been to that? I,
2: I wish. So I actually got into Formula One a couple of years back because I watched the Netflix documentary. Yeah. And um, so that was probably a couple of years ago. And I, I love watching it. And I've never been to one. My sister's actually going to the race down in texas in a couple weeks and i'm super huh. jealous but <laughs> no i would love to go i've heard the one up in montreal is pretty cool yeah so that would be a cool one but i, gotta I think find the montreal money to go one goes there through first. the
0: city right doesn't it doesn't it? Yeah. yeah
2: i think it's a street course so if i ever have just spare money lying around maybe that's what i'll do <laughs> yeah.
0: oh there you go hey, hey there's worse hobbies to have i'm sure um uh you so after Nichols you went to the Arrows, right? Toronto Arrows. Yes. So that your family was just trekking across Canada, I'm assuming. Certainly. Yeah.
2: yeah. My parents are Saints. And <laughs> yeah. I that statement still holds true today because they come almost every weekend to Boston and it's six Actually, and a half hours.
0: Uh I think last year in the P- hockey east playoffs. We I was there with one of my buddies. I think we had three kids with us that were under age eight. And I believe we ended up sitting in the parent section just randomly. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure your parents wear uh the sweaters with your number, right? Yeah. So we sat like behind them and I felt so bad because the kids were like, I want to be on the jumbotron. I mean, you know, that was their little kid yeah. and they were watching the older one was, but the younger two were just bananas. And I was like, how about you guys go run back and forth, up and down. <laughs> and I just felt so bad. I'm like, you're watching your kids. And if we went to move, we, you know, by the time you settle in jackets, popcorn, everything else, yeah. but I'm all, I was like, I felt so bad. I was like, I wanted to introduce myself be like, Hey, sorry, you know, but. If I see him again, I will. But That but is,
2: they probably either didn't notice or they loved it. They loved talking to people at the games and everything.
0: So. I just felt bad sitting with all the parents. We were <laughs> like such donkeys. Um, so when you were playing with the Arrows, you got to go to the U18 championships. Yeah. Um, uh, Russia and Japan. Yes. You want to talk about, a little about that? Did you get to see the countries at all when you were over there for those?
2: Yeah, I saw a bit more of Russia than I did Japan um so the more recent one was japan and yep. um we we went right to Obihiro, which is in the northern island of japan so i actually never got to see like tokyo or anything i okay. went all that way and we were mostly just an Obihiro, so it was very unique it was something that other than hockey i don't think i would ever get to experience anything like that ever again type of thing so very fortunate it was a great experience it, it was a weird place to have it but a great setup all in all for the tournament um and then Russia was, Russia was also something that if I wasn't playing hockey, I don't think I would go back.
0: All yeah. <laughs> um, oh, the stories now are not, yeah,
2: yeah. So, um, but so the tournament was in Dmitrov, and that's like I think it was ninety minutes north of Moscow. And uh, we had a day off, and we got to go to Moscow and Red Square. Oh, cool! And, and all of our families got to go, and so that was cool. I got to spend, and my whole family actually went that trip. So it was oh, my nice. brother, my sister, parents, and grandma were all in moscow with me and that was
0: the gold you won the gold in russia right and the silver yeah Yeah, okay
2: yes so some really great experiences that i definitely probably wouldn't have gone to those places if it weren't
0: for hockey so Uh, that's what it's all about right making the friendships and and getting the different things to be able to do do you still um do you still keep in touch with any of the players from those teams
2: yeah um i'm trying to think of a couple i think
0: we play against some now right
2: yeah, and it's kind of always, like, after games, you stop by, you give them a pat, you're like, hey, what's up, like, good luck the rest of the season type of yeah. thing, and um, obviously at camps, you, it's the majority of the same group of girls, so camps are, if you were fortunate enough to kind of get invited to the camp still, it's it's great to kind of have that camaraderie with people, and, like, you, you still know, and you've played with most of the girls on the team before, so it's great to kind of walk in and know what you're walking into type of thing, With like, um, if you're ever invited back to.
0: Oh, it's awesome! It's just great experiences. Um, so getting to Northeastern, how how did you end up? How did you pick NU? How did you end up at Northeastern?
2: Yeah, so I actually committed. Oh my goodness, I think it was right after my freshman year of high school. So it was okay. a, it was I was committed for a bit before I came, and um, it was for me, it was just the best fit and the best best mix of academics and athletics. Uh, that really anywhere else I was looking or anywhere I mean, else I was interested. you are a hockey
0: East all academic, so I want to put yeah. that in there for everybody. <laughs>
2: <there>. Not, <laughs> I wish I had a 4.0, but I can't say that I do, but I'm, I'm up there. Uh, I passionate. try to, yeah, I try <laughs> to maintain, and, and academics is definitely a priority and something that I was always raised to to put first because as much as i would love to play forever i can't so i need to be able to set myself up to to succeed once i do hang up the skates so though that's sad to think about and hopefully not anytime soon
0: there's um, beer league welcome aboard anytime that's... you can kind of stay with <laughs> us anytime <laughs> that's,
2: that's my plan honestly so um hopefully playing competitively for no for much yeah longer. for sure but yeah. um yeah i i'm trying to think of some other places I was looking at and not even that I'm like a huge city person Uh, I just thought Northeastern it kind of had that good mix of it is right in the city but if Mm -hmm. if I'm if I'm overwhelmed if I don't want to be really in the city it's it's also a campus that's kind of enclosed and I can kind of do what I want and it's really what you make it to be and I think Northeastern had the greatest opportunity for that and I I still think that's true today everything that I saw when I committed it still holds true and it's it's been one of the greatest experiences that i've been fortunate enough to have so
0: yeah boston's a funny city it's um you can be in the city excuse me and then you can hop on the pike or hop on a train and in 15 20 minutes it's a completely different environment it's not like new Mm -hmm. york where it's city no matter which way you're going you know and it's pittsburgh's like that a little bit too you get outside of pittsburgh and you're you know there's more cows than people it's yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, Buffalo, Buffalo similar to that too actually. Yeah, you think about it. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, small city, so.
0: Yeah, small city. That's a much better way than I was saying it, for sure. <laughs> uh, any significance to number 6?
2: Oh, not really. Although I have kind of grown into it. I would never switch, I don't think now. But um, so uh, my number in high school is 8 yep. and the great Andrea Renner was number 8 when I came here. So, um and then my my arrows number was 16 okay. and 16 was also taken by Matt T Hartman. Um, I always call her Matt T to distinguish from Maddie, but they're both Maddie Hartman. <laughs> so I'm just so used to doing that. Um, and then I was going to switch to 16 after my freshman year, once Maddie graduated and I really kind of grew into six my freshman year. And honestly didn't also want a bunch of apparel that had a different number than what I actually was.
0: Oh yeah. Right.
2: So I kind of, I kind of took that as, i'm gonna keep number six and my parents were like oh you've really grown into it and i was like you know what like i kind of have <laughs> so i love it i love the whole single number it's simple yeah. i'm at the front of the line when we go out and i get oh, to yeah. fist yeah. pump everybody and it's <laughs> awesome so i would never change it now
0: fair enough uh these are you know the hard-hitting questions that our readers want to know <laughs> um uh do you have any uh pre-game superstitions that you want to share you don't have to if you don't. Want. I
2: used to be I used to be really superstitious mm-hmm. but now I'm just kind of it's almost routine now where it's not like I have to do it or it totally throws me off. It's just like I always do it. um I always put like my left stuff on before my right okay. which is weird because normally if anyone asked me to pick left or right like just holding two things up I would always pick right. So I don't know how I got onto this whole like put my left skate on first like I touch my left skate first if I touch my right skate I'm kind of like what are you doing Katie like, <laughs> so little little weird um and then I always not a superstition but I always juggle before a game oh yeah this year started last year um so my uh roommate best friend teammate Megan um Her and my other bestie Paige Taborski, she's a goalie, she's a sophomore goalie this year on the team. And Megan Carter,
3: you're talking? Yeah, Megan Carter.
2: Um, So Paige actually taught me how to juggle when I had COVID last year. So I was locked in my room, my dorm room, and she would like FaceTime me, and I she was like, you can do it. And I'm like learning how to juggle. I'm locked in my room for five days. I'm like, I'm going to learn how to do this. And um, so I learned how to juggle, and so all three of us juggle before games now. So that's fun, and other than that, I don't think I really have anything. I kind of, I kind of just try to stay loose and nothing too. I don't like listen to the same music or anything. I normally throw like a like a big booty mix. I don't know if you know what that is. It's just like an hour long mix on. I'll throw it in my headphones and I'll just put it in and I do my thing.
0: When you learned to juggle um, tennis balls, is that how you learned? Yep. Yeah. I learned with lemons. I was a bartender. <laughs> and it was it was, a, it was a very slow bar for a couple of shifts and i learned with lemons because they were a little smaller so it was a little yeah easier. and it That's softened them up for the drinks once i dropped them so.
2: <laughs> dropped them a couple times yeah perfect
0: it, it's easier to peel them yeah <laughs> so uh the, the team currently for oh o, coming off a nice couple of weekends you personally had a great weekend this past one um Two, would you have two, three goals and one assist in the two games? Does that sound um, right? I think so. Yeah. I will yeah. say, I, I didn't get to see the Saturday game, but I saw the clips. And uh, did, does your linemates not realize that you're right handed? <laughs> 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 Everything was in so tight view. you. You were on yeah. the off wing, which I get, but still.
2: <laughs> yeah it's still i actually love playing left wing to kind of be on my off wing for the, sole I purpose the of like
0: I'm, I'm a lefty yeah. i like playing the right side yeah for the
2: for the sole purpose of like the one goal i scored where it was like a rush and i was coming in and i was on my outside and like if i was a lefty there i would have had to like catch and shoot it whereas already i could just slap the crap out of it <laughs> and well, hope it goes in
0: that one goal uh the tap-in on the back side that was significantly harder for a righty than a lefty, especially because you didn't do it on your backhand; you did it on your forehand.
2: Yeah, so thankfully I was in—I was like weirdly below the goal line on that, yeah. I think—and I was able to just kind of like smack it in. I almost missed the net on it too, which would have been <laughs> frightening, but <laughs> oh, thankfully I was able to bury it. So,
0: how's the how's the shift been to the wing?
2: It's been different, but I think last year I kind of I played all over the place. Freshman year, I played a bit of wing. Um, i love being able to play anywhere it's Mm -hmm. something that i i really try to keep up and maintain because i think that that's such an asset when i can play any position so and it's something i've always told carve and i'm always like i want to be able to like keep that so even if i play left wing like if needed like i can go i can take draws i can still play center and like if anyone has questions about like our our d zone like i can answer center questions because i played center for about two years so it's um i love being able to kind of bop back and forth around um but it's been a bit difficult being left wing because i'm kind of like sometimes in the d zone i just want to like go get the puck like break it on myself type of thing because we have we have a lot of new people learning our d zone type of thing so there's there's learning curves and there's bumps in the road type of thing with that so it's kind of like as a wing you have somewhat of a limited job, especially in the D zone where you're kind of like, you find your player, like, you latch on, or if it's above the hash marks, like this is what you do. And right, right. Y- you can't, you normally don't go behind the goal line and get the puck or like support Very black it that and way.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. So um, it's been a bit of a different shift, but I think especially this past weekend, I was able to kind of get my feet under me and kind of make more opportunities being on the wing because I think that that is such a significant advantage that as a wing, you're able to, to get up in the play more and... Score some more goals. At least I hope that's the trend. So I'm I think I'm I'm on track right now to have more goals the last couple of weekends than I probably did last year. So
0: it was funny as I don't want to give Carp too much credit, but when I talked to him over the summer at one point and he told me or maybe it wasn't the summer, whenever uh they knew that Thompson was coming over. And I go, Oh, good player. Yeah. And he's telling me, he goes, Yeah, I think it's gonna be nice. And uh, you know, with Noel on the wing, I'm like, What? And he goes, oh, yeah, I, th- I see Noel on the wing or something to that effect. So he's going to take all kinds of credit, just to warn you now. But I mean, oh, that's yo, sure. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's how he rolls. Uh, I did want to ask you, uh, well, let me go back to your line first. So you, Thompson and Irving, I mean, it's just a perfect mix with Irving Speed. You guys, uh, you, you all three of you are tough on the wall. She's like a demon on the forecheck and you guys just all play smart hockey. It's just, it's I've over the four games. Well, I only, I've only seen three of the four, but the three games I saw, you could see you guys getting more and more comfortable together. Does it feel that way?
2: Yeah, I think so. And I think definitely as Taze really seems to be coming together well with our systems and everything, because it can be such a huge adjustment coming from another school. Like I don't even, I don't even know what Harvard did, but what we do is definitely different. So she's really kind of coming into all of that. And um I've gotten to play with Skylar a bit over the last even last year and this year now. And she is really coming together kind of and developing into the player that she's super fun to play with. And I think she has so much potential and she can create so much from, like you said, her size, her speed, and just her knack for the mat type of thing. So it's been super fun to play with them. And I think, yeah, kind of as we go on, if things stay the same, like it'll only get better.
0: I, I will say my favorite play of the year so far was when uh, Thompson at the final horn of the first game of the year just blew <laughs> up that player behind the net. She's like, I'll take my two minutes. <laughs> I <laughs> never
2: even saw that. I heard it, about it. I saw the girl laying on the ground after and I good check. <laughs> I, I gotta find a video of it. That's
0: funny. I think there was like four seconds left or something. Yeah. Like, hey you play the final whistle. So she looked like mm-hmm. her dad there. Her dad was that's how he played in the NHL. Um but I did want to ask you too another transfer over was uh I'm gonna butcher her name Maud Poulin Labelle right uh, mode mode bell. yeah close. i should have just gone with the last name um <laughs> so do you remember any battles with her when you were playing against her when she was at uvm
2: not like a specific one i just know she used to be like we always go over like players to watch in pre-scout. Mm-hmm. and pre-scout and carp would always be like 76 like yeah like, watch her because she had the capability of skating from her goal line and going down and walking through teams and putting in the back of the net and i'm i'm sure she's scored on us multiple times in the last couple of years type of thing
0: she's very much like um, Fontaine that way
2: yeah definitely i think she definitely shows a bunch of blips of of skylar too which is is unique i think it's a very unique way for a player to play and to have someone like that kind of come in the year after skylar left is, is a bit crazy um but no i think she's fitting in very well and um in terms of her at vermont i, I remember her because she was super skilled and super hard to defend but i think yep. I would always kind of just try to like play the way I play against her. I would always try to just like slow her down early and kind of stop her when I can and use my size to make sure she never really got going. So I don't remember anything specific. but
0: It was more a curiosity thing just because your style of play, I would think the defensemen are not big fans of yours. (laughs) Yeah, I tend
2: to – I swear I'm nice off the ice, but I, I tend to really, I tend to really tick some people off. So. You got,
0: you caught a face mask, a cross check on the face mask. The game I was at, I was like right behind where that was, and I, 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 there, I don't think there was a lot of people sitting where I was, and I jumped up with my hands like, ref, you know? mm-hmm. that was a yeah. pretty bad shot.
2: Yeah, I think, uh, I think it was the LAU series, and
0: yeah.
2: I told my equipment manager, I'm like, I need a new bubble because. <laughs> i I have a huge scratch right down the middle, yeah. and I can't even see. And I was like, "And they just tried to tell me they I didn't get crosschecked in the face, and I I have literal proof." Yeah. Yeah. I like, but I mean, honestly, I don't want to get you in trouble. We don't, of, We
0: shouldn't talk about the refs.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. There's they're likely to call less because of all the rule changes and stuff. Right. So they would rather let the game kind of go and let people play, which I'm totally okay with. That that'll benefit me in yeah. the long run. Oh, for sure. So I have no complaints. They'll probably hear about it, but that's just the the moment. So. <laughs>
0: um before i get to the really nonsensical questions um uh what do you, you got plans graduate year because of the covid the are you are you going to take advantage of that what are your plans you don't have to say if it's if you haven't decided i just figured ask.
2: yeah i'm planning on staying for my fifth year and oh, i'm nice. gonna do a, a four plus one program here at northeastern and get my master's in accounting so nice. yeah that's my plan as of now
0: good 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 breaking news
2: <laughs> Heard it here first.
0: yeah that's it great right. we did well without... oh, trust me i'll be putting it out that way um i did i did have some team related quick hits and then a lightning round for you if you're up that's for good. it yeah? all yeah. right well i did want to ask this because i noticed this uh maybe this year more than last the game day fits you guys walking in
2: mm-hmm. uh
0: is that something is that become like a little bit of a competition amongst the team
2: i don't think so um at least Maybe for others, I don't know. I don't have nearly good enough style to be in that competition, so maybe I'm just totally out of the loop. Um, but no, I think people just like to have fun with it, and yeah. it's funny because um, our our media person Delaney, she'll always be like, awesome. I'll be there, I'll be there half hour early to take pictures of everybody for the gram. So like yeah. Are always like, yeah. I gotta put my best fit on. And I'm I'm over here walking in like our team jacket or something, <laughs> but that's all right. I, no,
3: like every, so everybody does it see, differently.
2: Yeah, it's so fun to see what all the girls show up, and I think Lily Brazos has been the the standout freshman in terms of outfits and everything. She loves the color pink. Good for her. She can rock it. So I respect the game. Uh, yeah it's been awesome it's always fun to kind of see what everybody rolls up in so
0: the the social media for you guys is great that whole uh uh mueller's day off little movie that whole thing was that, great yeah
2: that was a riot and it was so funny because they filmed it and um i actually live with alina and she came back that night and she was like i've never seen this movie so we sat there and we watched it well, and i never seen
0: seen ferris mueller's day off
2: yeah and uh, i had never seen it either so i was like oh. do you want to just like i was like let's just watch it and she, it was so funny we watched it and she was like oh my god they they portrayed me to be ferris and like he's kind of mean in a way like <laughs> and i was like i don't think people will interpret it like that like you're good she, but it was it was so
0: funny i can't get over how nice she is she uh oh i did want to ask so she hit the 200 point plateau please tell me someone grabbed the puck
2: yeah oh yeah i think so. okay
0: because on the video it cuts exactly. you can't tell
2: oh really i yeah. think i I want to say somebody picked it up because there was a puck picked up, I think, Saturday. So
0: oh, good. But she, we were at a game, and I was waiting to talk to Carp, and I had my daughter with me, and she just can, did some big interview. I don't remember with whom, and she was just walking by, and my daughter's all lit up, and just stopped and gave her a fist bump. Didn't need to. I mean, three time mm-hmm. Olympian. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Mean, she's so she seemed, and and that was the other thing that stood out to me in practice she's won all these hit all these things and in practice she scored on one of your drills and hooting and hollering and couldn't be having a better time yeah
2: yeah it's she is the all-around player person like role model for everyone on this team and it's awesome and um yeah like she comes up after every game and it's like she she normally doesn't have any family there or any friends and she always comes up and she talks like she my parents love her like she is so tight like my parents see her as a kid of their own Oh, she comes great. up every weekend to um, say hi to all the parents, introduce herself the first weekend. Like she made a, made a point to kind of go up and introduce herself to all the new parents the first weekend. And it was like, that's just who she is. Yeah. And it's awesome.
0: It's like the stories of Bergeron, She's the perfect captain there. Yeah.
2: Oh, yes, for sure.
0: Oh, that's great. All right. So I got your team. Here you go. Team related quick hits. All right. Okay. Uh, who's the DJ in the room this year?
2: Uh, Mia Brown normally. Okay. She's been
0: teaching uh, the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I Frankel the same. Who's the biggest on ice chirper on the team?
2: Oh goodness, it used to be Tessa. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't know now. I gotta kind of. I would say maybe Lily Yovetic. I feel okay. like she. I feel like she has some good one liners to just zing at people. I could be totally wrong, but I feel oh. like she could definitely.
0: Is there someone that? always keeps the team loose tense situation cracking a joke giving a wink or something
2: actually i feel um, like you guys are all pretty loose yeah i think so and i think we kind of just try to all remind if we even are like kind of looking tight or someone who normally is loose is seeming a little tense like i feel like everyone kind of is just like hey like loosen up a little bit type of thing um i actually am I sit next to Holly Abella in the room this year, and she's always good for a laugh when I need it or if I'm having a bad day. So
0: talk about making the best of your minutes in this in the four games so far with limited minutes. She's been showing up on the score sheet, playing really well.
2: Yeah, she's awesome. I think she has so much potential, and I think she's going to shine.
0: Good, yeah. Um, who do you hate going against drills in practice?
2: Ooh, Megan Carter. I can yeah. say that with confidence. I I got to say, in my four years here, I think I can count on one hand. A lot of times I've probably gone around her.
0: So <laughs> She's playing lights out. Yeah. She's doing very well this year so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anyone <laughs> uh, – Franco last year said – she's like, no. Uh, is there anyone who is late time to time that gets you guys in trouble?
2: no we have a we have a fine system and it's max fine if you're late for meetings practice anything right. so nobody's late
0: i like that. It's good uh sickest hands on the on the team you can say yourself
2: it's certainly not me <laughs> um probably peyton anderson she's got okay. some pretty some pretty nice hands
0: uh one person on the squad that you need no matter the time, place, or location, who would you call?
2: Megan Carter. Right. She is fine. Hands down. She's not gonna rid of me for the rest of her life. She's my best friend. So
0: yeah. <laughs> uh loose puck in the corner and you and Coach Carp go in. Who's coming out with the puck? Me. Nice. Like it. <laughs> Sorry,
2: Carp. <laughs> <laughs> he calls now- me silence all the time and I would It would not change.
0: (laughs) Uh, So last year when I interviewed Frankel, at one point I was in all the write-ups. I was referring to Renner as Hawkeye, and I asked Frankel if it was okay, so she gave me the green light. So I'm going to do something kind of similar to you. Does Irving, or do you think, which nickname suits Irving better, Queen of the South Shore or the Mayor of Kingston? she's from kingston right kingston kingston mass my my wife's family's from the next town over that's why okay
2: okay i would say that one
0: the mayor of kingston all right yeah that's What's what like? i would if she yeah. gets mad she can to talk you can talk to her <laughs> it's Fair,
2: it's fair we, we chat often she can come talk to me about it
0: <laughs> all right so these are the lightning round for you you ready mm-hmm. uh laces and tongues in or out
2: laces out tongues in
0: okay favorite cartoon character
2: gosh the only thing i can think of right now is like looney tunes it's like funny like
0: yeah there you go <laughs> uh besides northeastern take matthews right out of it favorite and least favorite rinks that you've played in oh wow
2: um i think some of my least favorite are i definitely have least favorites i don't know if i have a favorite um i'm not a big fan of the U's rank, which i may get some hate for that one um, All right. and then Princeton was also just a weird one for me it was a small rank I know it's not in our league but it was just a small rank it was super I thought it was super dark um, weird rank didn't really I wouldn't mind not going back there um, <laughs> but um, in terms of I guess favorite ranks I hate to say it but like and I I, I wouldn't like want to go back there but like BC does just have really nice I guess facilities for an away team So in terms of like away team experience type of thing, they have a good setup and there's always a plethora of room, which is all you can ask for as an away team. So I I guess there. Yeah.
0: I think you qualified that enough that you shouldn't get too much grief. (laughs) (laughs) It was well done. Um, What's your go-to pizza topping?
2: Probably just pepperoni. I'm simple from Buffalo. I don't put, I don't put unnecessary things on pizza.
0: You just, rem- you just reminded me of a question I'm going to ask you at the end. Um, black tape or white? Black. Do you go heel-toe or toe-heel?
2: Heel-toe. to toe. I always cover the toe and I use thick tape. I never use thick huh? tape. Thick black.
0: Uh, guilty pleasure TV show or your most recent binge?
2: Ooh.
0: Besides Ferris Bueller.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd say Friends. Friends is my okay. go-to TV show. I think I've seen it. Four times.
0: (laughs) do you remember your first stick and if you do what was it
2: don't remember my first one but i think my most memorable one was one from my younger years It was a a pink tps stick white and pink it was super stylish i was playing boys hockey at the time i was just making sure everybody knew who i was if they couldn't tell already
0: it's all right (laughs) Uh pancakes or waffles
2: i like pancakes
0: all right um do you have a current NHL player that reminds you of your game?
2: Oh gosh, that's a good question. I don't think I've ever thought about that. I also probably don't really have an answer for how I would describe my own game.
0: I have um, one for you. If Go ahead with yours and I'll give you mine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't An NHL player. I don't know because I think people see me as a lot more like violent than I see myself. So, I guess, how would, how would you describe it? that I'm going to well, pick an NHL current, player based off of that.
0: He's not a current player, but he was, my like, my favorite player of all time. Your game is a lot to me like uh, Jerome McGinley.
2: That is – I'll take that. That is a win. He was a
0: righty. He was offense. He had some, you know, grit, played all 200 feet, every position, you know.
2: That is – Sorry, see ya. If anyone ever asked me that question again, that's my answer. I really like the reason, <laughs> so thank you. Uh,
0: you're welcome. Um, not hockey-related, what would be your favorite pastime?
2: Um, either racing with my family, because it's something that
0: mm-hmm. we,
2: we always do. Or one of my favorite memories in general is I had a, a three-week trip through Europe with my grandmother after I graduated the eighth grade. And that was probably one of the coolest things I'll ever do in my life, so...
0: Traveling I went to there?
2: I think seven different countries in oh, wow. two and a half weeks, three and a half, three weeks. So, yeah, that was really cool.
0: Excellent. Uh, well, a look up more. The alarm tone on your phone.
2: I think it's called Sentra.
0: I have no idea what that is, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you a uh, are you a multi text person or are you a paragraph person?
2: I try to, I try to do multi text. I'm not a big, I don't really use periods when I text. Like, so if I okay. use a period when I text, it's like, a, I feel like people that know me, like I'm like kind of upset if I use like punctuation. Oh. So I'm a huge comma gal. Like I feel like okay. commas are just super casual and <laughs> no, one, no one can try to guess my mood I've off of I've never
0: heard anyone associate uh, associate uh, attitude with punctuation, but sure, that's so, good.
2: Yeah, it's always, because so I hope like my sister's ever like sending a text for me if I'm driving or something. And she's like, all right, I said this and like period. I said, t- like, take the period away. Someone's going to know it's not like it's not me if you put that there. Um, so, yeah, sometimes I'll just do like a list with commas or multiple texts, I guess. I don't really send long texts, I don't think normally. So,
0: all right. And then the last one for you the most famous person on your phone. You're kind of a big deal in hockey now, right? You must have fa- some famous people on your phone in your phone.
2: I would have to say, probably one of. Um, like, probably one of the women's national team players. I I mean, Erin Frankel's a pretty big deal. Yeah. So she may be, she may be the most famous person on my phone. But, um, I mean, I guess Carp's in my phone. He's going to want a no, shout-out of some no, sort. Please. So
3: That's it was a whole big
2: ordeal to. when he got verified on Twitter. So I will never, <laughs> ever forget that day. He made sure everyone knew about it. <laughs> 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 no, but I mean, uh, I think I have, like... Kendall's number, Hillary Knight's number. Those are, I'm going to stick with Aaron Frankel. I'm going to okay. stick with Aaron Frankel. She's a pretty big deal. She's she's my superstar on my phone.
0: So There you go. Alright, good enough. <laughs> uh, so, it, that was all I had, but when you, you mentioned Buffalo again, it made me think of it. Do you have, like, a go-to wing place? Does everyone in from that area have a spot that they're loyal to? And if I mean, so, what's yours?
2: I wouldn't say... I think people do have their spots. Um, mm-hmm. I think I am just, like... A, I'm a Buffalo person so like I do not eat pizza and wings in Boston I think it is I think really? it's so I think it is so criminal um <laughs> that's a harsh word I don't know um, but so like there's Duff's in Buffalo and then sometimes if I just like if my family like gets pizza and wings we just get them from the same place so we get bocce mm-hmm. pizza a lot that's okay. a good place back home and we can just get wings from there if, if we don't want to get stuff from two different places but I think the main just wing spots would be Duff's. Um, there's a place called Elmo's, which isn't super well known, especially, I don't think it's well known in like the South Towns, but um, it could be. Uh, that's a good place though. They have a bunch of like unique flavors and stuff. But if you're looking for just like a good, a lot of people say Anchor Bar. I'm not a huge fan, which people love it. People I, what's what's it. amazing in show the shows and
0: circles I travel in, I've actually heard of three out of those four places. And I haven't <laughs> been to Buffalo in years, which is sad in some ways, I guess.
2: Yeah. Bocce is definitely probably my go-to pizza place. And then I would rather have pizza, I guess, over the wings. Wings are kind of like, if there's wings there, I'll eat them.
0: Right. But like when
2: I go home, I normally, I normally like to eat pizza. So
0: what makes a Buffalo pizza different than a Boston pizza?
2: oh man it it kind of just depends i think i think bocce is super unique in general like so there's a bunch of places in buffalo that I, I haven't even tried just because i like bocce and people think it's like almost people call like buffalo pizza like a deep dish like people in boston consider buffalo pizza like too thick and i'm like that's that's not true i think boston is somewhat of a ripoff of trying to copy new york with like a thin slice and they just, this like, is gonna
0: get you in more trouble than anything about PT <laughs> probably. But
2: I mean, you look around like I don't see. I mean, maybe it's just because I'm with a bunch of high-end athletes all the time. But like <laughs> I, I don't know if anyone'd be able to give me like a great pizza place that they recommend, and like that's because all of them are in Buffalo, in my in my opinion. So,
0: I hey, stick by it, man. I I appreciate that. I I just didn't know if like if it was like a thicker crust or something, I didn't know what differentiated Buffalo.
2: I think there's nothing really particular about it. I think it's, they're more known for wings. So like, I'd say the wings are the big part from Buffalo, but no, I just, I love my hometown and I love my food from there. So it's definitely, if I can stay away from pizza here in Boston, that's fine. It's probably healthier for me anyways. So I I, I think I tried it once. I tried it once freshman year and I was like, it's not good enough this was not worth the calories (laughs)
0: uh all right well i coming up you got a pair against merrimack last year you had really no issues well you personally had some some issues (laughs) yeah stay out of the box this this time around uh there were
2: some questionable calls made but yeah i'm gonna bring that up (laughs)
0: <laughs> but uh pair against Buff- uh, okay, buffalo right pair against merrimack this weekend and then you're off on the run and hopefully a nice long one and i want to thank you on behalf of all our fans and listeners we'll put this up i gonna put this with the interview with carp and we're gonna release it as one long one uh uh-huh. which would be fun uh but yeah i want to thank you for coming on wish you all the best and i uh, have you back at the uh towards the end maybe if you want to come back on at any point
2: Awesome. Yeah, sounds good. I'm totally up for that. Thank you for having me. All
0: right, number six in the programs, not in the penalty box, and uh, the premier power forward of women's hockey. That was Katie Knoll on the morning skate. Now, if I can figure out how to stop this, we'll be in good shape.